You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Is there something that's been ignited in your heart? Yeah. yeah. Um, I read a book face to face and it ignited a passion in me to draw closer to him. And it has been a journey. That's been a journey. And I want to plead with you, don't lose sight of his face. <laughs> Continue to seek him. Continue to pursue him. Continue to desire him. And you're going to get more than you bargain for. <laughs> huh? Yeah. You get more. Because he's the God that does exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. According to what? His power that is at work in us. So, it's, uh, I believe that there's something unique about this generation that seeks after God. Other generations have sought miracles. And miracles are okay. He's a God of miracles. He performs miracles. All right? Other generations have sought miracles. Other generations have sought what he can do. And that's fine. He's the one doing those things. Other generations have sought provision. And that's fine. Provision is good. It's part of the kingdom. There are some that have sought protection. Protection is good. It's part of your covenant right. Some have sought wives. Some have sought husbands. Some have sought children. Some have sought jobs. Some have sought houses. They're all fringe benefits. Come on. Amen. But we will seek the Lord. Turn to someone and say, neighbor, I will seek the Lord. I don't know about you, but as for me, I will seek his face. Yeah. Some have sought his hands, but we want his face. We want his face. We're hungry for his face. Are you hungry for it? Or is it just me that is hungry? I hope my hunger is infectious. I'm not seeking entertainment. There is more than enough entertainment in his face. Because if if he can just if he can just take you in and you look into his face, my goodness. You will be wrecked. You'll be undone. Yeah? Yeah? To use the words of uh, Isaiah. It says, Woe is me. I am undone. Why? Why? Because he saw him. So there's something seeing him does to you. There's something seeing him does to you. So let's seek him. 
Psalm 24, verse 6, our foundation scripture. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him. Who seek your face. This is Jacob. The generation of those who seek him. Are we that generation? Or is it the coming generation? Huh? We are that generation. We will seek him. We'll seek him. And when you begin to seek him, there's a way things begin to fade as you gaze upon him. Mountains become nothing. The reason why your mountains seem so huge and so powerful is because you're not seeking his face. You're not looking into his face. You're looking at the mountain. Stop looking at mountains. Start looking into his face. You think I don't have challenges? You need to come and sit down, let me tell you. Let me list them. Yeah. But that is not my focus. Hallelujah. I'm looking up. I say I'm looking up. Yeah. So when you keep your gaze on him, other things fall into perspective. Fall into perspective. A lot of times, our situations have distorted our vision. Distorted our vision. So because of that, we find it very hard to concentrate on the one who matters the most. The one who woke you up in the morning. The one who gave you breath. You know the breath you are breathing is his. It's his. It's his breath. It's not yours. Is it your... Oh. <laughs> Let's not go there. It's his breath. So if he gave you his own breath, that means he's closer to you. He's closer to you than you think. In fact, he's closer to you than you are closer than to yourself. (laughs) If there's anything like that. Yeah. Because he is passing through your nostrils. Inside you. In your blood. Everything. The oxygen that is, 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 is moving in your body is him. So, how can you just wake up and say God has forsaken you? Huh? In Him you live and move and have your being. The fact that you are alive 
means that you are in him. So how do you forsake him? Or how does he forsake you? And he loves you so much that he wants to come down and walk with you and talk with you and sup with you. He wants to interact with you. So we want to seek him beyond religion. We want to seek him beyond just the form of godliness. We need to go beyond all of that. This Jesus is real. It's real. It's real. You know, there are different aspects of the presence of God. Many of you must, must have heard this. First of all, you know that God is everywhere. How many people, you know, God, He says, even if I lay my bed in hell, you are there. So His omnipresence, He is everywhere. So there is His presence that is everywhere. And that's not what we're seeking. All right? When we say we're seeking, seeking the Lord, that's not what we're seeking because He's everywhere. It doesn't need, that one doesn't need to be sought after. Because He's everywhere. So there is the omnipresence of God, but then there is also the manifest presence of God. All right? Where God chooses to manifest himself. That's where sometimes you are. How many people sometimes you sense his presence? You just know God is here. Hmm? You don't always have that all the time, do you? But there are moments you have that. And you know. God is here. How many people felt him this morning? Yes. Why? He's here. And it's good to have that. But there is more. There is more. We have to go beyond that. And there is another presence. There's another dimension. If you look at the book of Genesis, chapter 3, in Genesis chapter 3, I like the book of Genesis because you find a lot of things. Um, it's like the foundation for almost anything you find in Genesis. It's called Genesis Beginnings. So it's the beginning of everything. So the beginning of our relationship with God, we'll find it in Genesis. Is that not so? Yeah. yeah. After God made Adam, he breathed into him the breath of life. Some people say he, he, he had a CPR. <laughs> and then put his breath into Adam. And Adam became a living being. So, God would normally come down in the cool of the day to interact with Adam. 
Now, Adam had sinned. Okay? Adam sinned. But even after Adam sinned, God did not cancel his appointment. Do you get me? Yeah. 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 There is usually the time that God will come to commune with his friend Adam. Now, Adam has sinned. He has committed high treason. He has given away his crown. God still kept the appointment. Chapter 3, verse 8 of Genesis. So, he says, And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. That means as the Lord was walking in the garden, maybe God used to speak as he is coming. I'm just using my imagination. The Bible is silent about that. But they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden. Right? So maybe he was coming, oh, and singing. Who knows? Who knows if, like, if you look at the case of Moses. In fact, just pause there. Let's go to Exodus 33. We'll come back here. In Exodus chapter 33, you found that Moses, this guy, I, I, I mean, I'm so impressed with Moses because this guy, he saw God in the burning bush, right? He, he saw the glory of God. He met the I am that I am. And the I am that I am introduced himself to him in the burning bush. And not only that, it was the beginning of a relationship where he would speak to him, tell him what to do, Go tell Pharaoh this, and he would go and do it. Come back again, and he would talk to him. He would go back and do it, and he would come back. That, that relationship continued. Amen. To the point where the Israelites were rescued by the mighty and outstretched arm of God. Amen. Right? Now, this is somebody who knows God. Amen. All right? At least he's seen him. He has heard him. And there is a relationship. Okay? But now, chapter 33. Okay, it's, 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 let's read from verse 7. From verse 7. Moses took his tent and pitched it outside the camp, far from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of meeting. And it came to pass that everyone who sought the Lord went out to the tabernacle of meeting, which was outside the camp. Okay? Moses set up a structure for people to go seek God. If anybody wants to see God, just go there to the tabernacle of meeting where you will not be distracted. Okay, let's go down. Keep going. Uh, then, so it was, whenever Moses went out 
to the tabernacle that all the people rose, and each man stood at his tent door and watched Moses until he had gone into the tabernacle. People are standing and watching while you are going to seek God. <laughs> and it came to pass, when Moses entered the tabernacle, that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord did what? Talked with Moses. And all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door. And all the people rose and worshipped each man in his tent door. So people were observing the relationship Moses had with God. And we're observing this interaction. It's, it's like, wow, this is awesome. Hmm? Next verse. So the Lord spoke to Moses how? Face to face. Face to face as a man speak to his friend. And he would return to the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man did not depart from the tabernacle. Come on. Yo, do we have any Joshua's in the house? Hey. <laughs> Hallelujah. So Moses finishes his uh, interaction with God. And then he leaves. But Joshua is like, I, I want more. I want more. Hallelujah. I want more. Uh, okay, there's no service. It doesn't matter. I'm going. I want more. See, if, if you don't go the extra mile in your walk with God, you will not experience the things we're talking about. People that relate just based on the bare minimums. Just trying to get a pass mark. Instead of going for a distinction. Come on. Joshua was not like that. He said, Moses, if you've had enough, I've not had enough. I won't live here. Can you imagine? His family is looking for him. He's there in God's presence. Hallelujah. Okay, look at the next verse. Then, Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Ha. Yet you have said, I have known you, I, I know you by name. And you have also found grace in my sight. God, come on. Let's be real here now. You say you know me by name. And I'm not arguing that. You said I found favor. Grace in your sight means favor. Now look at the next verse. Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, what? Show me, Show me your way. 
the psalmist says that God made known to the Israelite his acts. But Moses, his ways. So why did God make his ways known to Moses? He sought. He that seeks finds. Come on. They sought for miracles. Moses sought for the heart of God. There's a big difference. A big what? Difference. He says, show me now your way that I may know. Huh? That I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight. You know what? This is, God is not strange. I mean, Moses and God, they are not strangers. So you see, there are levels of knowing. It started from the burning bush. But yet, this guy is saying, I want to know. If it's some of us from the burning bush, oh my goodness. That burning bush testimony, that's all we will have. Come on. That is all we will have. Nothing fresh. Everywhere you go. The other day. I was just minding my business, being faithful, looking after my father-in-law's sheep, and the bush. I just saw fire. Oh my, it's as real as now. And that's all. But not for Moses. He had a different heart. Yeah. You see? And that's what this generation is about. Amen. Amen. Show me your way. Is it not the one that the pillar of cloud has been guiding them by, uh, by day, by, by night, pillar of fire? Yeah. God is guiding them, follow, leading them. What way is he talking about again? There's got to be more. Yes. It says, and consider that this nation is your people. Right? Next verse. He said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Now, God is speaking. My presence will go and I'll give you rest. Is that not good? I mean... God, your presence also. Next verse. He says, Then he said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. Just leave us here. If your presence is not going to go. I'm not interested in any angel. Do you understand? Don't send any angel. It's you. Come on. It's your presence. That's what I want. Next verse. 
For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight? Except you go with us. I I thought God said he was going with you. (laughs) Moses, what is this? It's going somewhere. So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. My prayer is that we are going to be separate. Do you understand? We are going to be separate. It shall be known that we are a people that walk with God and that God works with us. Yeah. I'm not trying to be like anybody else. Yeah. That's why you shouldn't compare us with anybody. We're the generation that seek God. But the generation that seek God, I'm not seeking anybody. For what? In the days of ignorance, we sought different things. But now, now that we have have matured, we cannot be distracted. Hallelujah. We're seeking Him. And it will be known Upon this land, on this land, Amen. that there is a generation Amen. that seeks God. Amen. And we're going to reveal him today. Amen. Next verse, you see. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. Moses, I will do what you said. If you are the one. Is that not good? Awesome. Great stuff. Lord, you are the best. Thank you. Let's go on. And he says, look look what he says. Please. Come on, let's read it. Please show me your glory. Enough of all this. You know what it means by your glory? Show me your glory. He said, show me what makes you who you are. Yeah. I want to see you. I want to see your face. I want to see inside. I want to see everything. Because you know that the face. In communication, they say, they say, they say that Words amount to 7% of communication. Words alone amount to 7% of communication. The rest are nonverbal. Oh, don't you know? So sometimes... Somebody can say something, but you look at the person's face. And you say, "Ah." Come on. You understand what I'm saying? You remember those days when your mother would look at you. She won't say anything. And you just got the message. How many people know what I'm talking about? Yeah. There are people, there are guests at home, everybody, and... 
And you, you know that look. <laughs> right? So when she just looks, you, she didn't say a word, but you got it. <laughs> yeah. Or sometimes you go visiting, you go somewhere and they say, ah, uh, come on, can you, you can have this. And, and she looks at you. <laughs> Huh? Yeah. You just get it. You just say, no, I'm okay. <laughs> you say, no, you can have it. I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. <laughs> Who told you? Her face. Her face told you. And that's why in the book of Psalms, I think it's Psalm 32, David reveals to us in our walk with God. I'm telling you, if we don't seek his face, there are certain things we're not going to hear. We can miss some important instructions. Psalm 32, verse 8. Look at what it says. Come on, let's read it. It's on the screen. One, two, three. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eyes. I will guide you with my eyes. Where is the eye? In the face. You see? So when you seek his face, the some instruction you see. So you are waiting to hear a voice. Meanwhile, it's in the face. That's why sometimes you get punished because you miss the instruction on your mother's face. You are waiting for words. Meanwhile, it's in the face. Yes. You didn't see it. So you get punished until you learn to read the face. So next time when you see this, this is what it means. So, can you see what we're missing when we don't seek his face? We're missing big time. Big time, I'm telling you, many Christians will never fulfill their destiny because they never seek his face. They never seek his face. They're just playing church. They're just being religious. They just have a form of godliness. No power. They don't seek his face. They sing all the right songs. Say hallelujah at the right time. Say amen at the right time. All the Christianese, they know all the Christianese. But they don't know his face. And because they don't know his face, they are missing out big time. 
He says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. And he tells you how he's going to do it. With his eye. Say, Lord, show me your face. Yeah. That's what Moses was asking for. When he said, show me your way. Then he got to a point and says, okay, enough. Show me your glory. I want to see your glory. In other words, I want to see your face. You know, when you look at the face, it's amazing what the face communicates. You can see displeasure on the face. Am I correct? There are times you look at the face and you can see, you know. There's displeasure. There are times you see, you look at, you can see uh, uh, appreciation yeah. in the face. Yeah. The face communicates volumes. Yeah. You can see pleasure. You can see joy in the face. Yeah. Is that not so? Yeah, yeah, there's so much you can see in the face. So that's what we're missing when we don't seek his face. You can see when someone is grieved. How many people? I know there are some people that are good at covering it up. But there are some people when they are displeased, it just shows immediately. Come on, how many people? You? Yeah? Yeah. Yes. So there are some people, their complexion even exposes it more. Isn't it? Yeah, it it just shows immediately. Yeah. It communicates. That's the point. It communicates. So there's a major aspect of Christianity that is missing because Christians will not seek his face. But this generation, this is the generation that will seek him. Hallelujah. We will seek his face. We'll seek his face. We'll seek his face. Huh? How can, how can he, he said he will guide you with his eye. That means when you look, you just say, I don't think I should go this way. <laughs> you just know immediately. This is the way to go. Huh? This is who to marry. This is, this is not the right person to marry. No, no, no. This is the one. You just know. Oh, I should do business with this one. Oh, I, this one? No, 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 no. I shouldn't. He's not saying anything. He's just looking. And you are in his face. Then you see it. You just know, this is my church. This is where I belong. Did you hear a voice? No, I saw his face. His face. I'm telling you, people, there's no major decision I've taken in my life without seeing his face. I, I, I can't recall a single major decision I have taken in my life just because it makes sense. Just put two and two together. Hey, yeah, this, this is it. Never. That's never happened. And guess what? It has kept me from a lot of heartache and damage control. Amen. 
I use my faith for other things. Not to get out of the pit. That could have been avoided. Yes? Oh, sounds like an angel. Yeah. Yes, I nearly did it. But God saved me. I sought his face for three days and three nights without food and water, seeking his face. And from his face, I was guided. Don't take this one. Take this one. And it's in his face. I saw it. I saw the hand like that. No, this one. But oh no, there's no time to, you know, in Josie we're so busy. Life is fast. Everybody, you know, it's in a hurry. And besides, this God that doesn't even talk. Hmm? He's not talking. For how long will I be seeking? Forever, it would, if it will take forever, seek forever. Back to Moses, please, let's. Let's progress. We need, to, we need to land this plane. Okay. Verse 19. Then he said to him, okay, remember what he said? Show me what? Your glory. What is in his, what, what is in his face? His glory. All right? And like I said, it contains everything. Actually, when you look into the face, you can actually get into the heart if you have the ability to discern properly. You can tell the condition of someone's heart from his face. If you have that ability. Okay, he says, I will make my goodness pass before you. All right? And I will what? Proclaim the name of the Lord before you. Okay? I will be gracious on whom I will be gracious. And I will, be, I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. God. Do you understand English? <laughs> Moses said, show me your glory. What's all this? Compassion. <laughs> your, your name. What? Come on. Verse 20. Look at verse 20. It says, but then he says, you cannot see my face for no man shall see my face and live. Moses said, show me what? Your glory. glory. God says what? You cannot see my face. So his glory is in his face. Hallelujah. But the previous verses said that God spoke, Moses spoke to God face to face as a man speaks to his friend. So what is this? Now he spoke to Moses face to face, and now Moses is asking, show me your glory, and he says, you cannot see my face. What is this? <laughs> he says, defrost it. 
Hallelujah. Okay, let's read on. Read on. It says, and the Lord said, here is a place by me, and you shall stand on the rock. Okay, you shall stand on the rock. Next verse. And it shall be while my glory passes by that I will put you on the cliff of the rock and will cover you with my hand while I pass by. Okay? Then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back, but my face you shall not see. Come on, somebody speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. <laughs> Hallelujah. Moses had been seeing God, but he's covered. Do you understand? Yeah, he's, he, he would talk to God, but he's, he's covered. There's a cloud. There's a glory over him. So Moses said, oh, this cloud, remove this thing, let me see. Oh. It's all this. You say I found favor. Every time you, you, we come, you, you are talking. Yes, you are standing there. I can see your form. And I'm looking. And I can, you know, yeah, I can see your glory. But your, I won't remove that cloud. Let me see inside. So God was saying, it's not yet time. Do you understand? So no man can see my face. In other words, to see my features. To see everything. You know when when a bride is is going to get married and they say, remove the veil. You know, you see everything. You You see the entire face, everything. So that's what Moses wanted to see. Not only that, he wanted to see beyond that. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So God says, no, I will show you my back. Right? Why? Because the blood of Jesus had not yet been shed. It had not yet been shed. So even Moses, there was a limit to how much he could see. Although God was communicating with him as a friend, face to face as a friend. But there was still a limit. His generation was still limited. But guess what? Our generation is not limited. Yeah, our generation is not limited. Why? Because Jesus has reconciled us to the Father. And the book of Hebrews says that by a new and living way, we enter into the holy place. He has made a way for you to interact with God according to the level of your hunger. The only limitation is your hunger. So don't let religion deceive you. He never called, he never told, introduced himself to Moses as a father. But to you and I, he's our father. Amen. Moses was a servant of God. 
he was not a son of God. Amen. Do you understand? Amen. John chapter 1 verse 12 says, As many as receive him, to them he gave the what? The right to become sons of God. So, you're in terms of relationship, you are in a better place than Moses. You're in a better place. Will you seek him? Oh, are you satisfied? Religion. Just be feeling him. And that, that will suffice. I like to feel him. But I want to see beyond all those clouds. Yes? Hallelujah. Amen. I believe that this is that generation. Amen. This is that generation that will seek him. Amen. So we see here that uh, when God, <laughs> in fact, Bible scholars believe that when God, when God put Moses on that place and showed him his back, walked past. Only God can do that. You are holding and then you are walking. <laughs> and he saw his back. It's as he was looking into God's back that he saw Genesis. That's where he saw the beginning. That's where he saw Abraham. That's where he saw Isaac. That's where he saw Jacob. That's where he saw Joseph. That's where, if he could see all of that from his back... What about his face? So you ask yourself, how did Moses write Genesis? Was he there? He wasn't there. And the Bible doesn't even tell us that God dictated it and said, sit down, Moses, uh, in the beginning, God made the heavens. No, no, no. He just saw. And boom, he captured everything. Articulated everything for us. Amen. If his back can reveal that, I believe that there are some revelations Amen. that this generation is about to get Amen. into. Amen. Hallelujah! Amen. If we will seek his face, if we will seek his face, I want to seek God. I'm seeking. I want to seek more. I want, to, I want to seek him passionately. Passionately. Some of us are more passionate about our soccer clubs. Huh? All this Lucia that is always supporting chiefs. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> Hallelujah. Touch someone say, seek his face. More than any other thing. Amen. Amen. So when God, in Genesis, back to Genesis chapter 3, when God came down and as he was walking, as he was walking in the cool of the day, he was speaking just like he spoke to Moses. The Lord is gracious. Compassionate. So maybe, maybe that's how he was walking as he was coming to Adam. Then Adam heard. Him. He went to hide his face. 
Look, the Bible says he hid him. They hid themselves. Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Let's look at that in the Young Living Translation. Because that word presence actually means face in the Hebrew. Okay. And they, and they hear the sound of Jehovah walking up and down in the garden at the breeze of the day. I like that. And the man and his wife hid themselves from what? The face of Jehovah God in the midst of the trees of the garden. Can you see that? So there is a presence that you feel, but there is a presence that you see. So that's why we need to press in more. Tell someone, say, press in more. Press in more. Sin made Adam to hide. But now Jesus, the sacrifice, the cross, has made us to now turn. Not to hide, but to seek. Hallelujah. Walk towards him. Walk towards your father. Seek your father. Father, you're my dad. God's sake, let me see you. Amen. What do you look like? What do you sound like? Amen. What do you like? What do you hate? Right. What makes you happy? Right. What makes you sad? Yeah. I need to know those things. Amen. That's what it means. When you seek his face, you become someone that will be pleasing him. Amen. Because it becomes easy. You know that God, he doesn't like this. This is what he likes. He doesn't like this. He doesn't like this. He doesn't like that. I think I'll stop here. Hallelujah. Are we going to seek God? Please, people, let's seek Him. The Lord told me He's going to break out in this land. In a way that previous generations have not experienced. But we have to press in. We have to keep pressing in. Keep pressing in. Whatever it is that happens along the way, it's okay. Just put that aside. Focus on him. Focus on him. Focus on him. Because one day, boom, the veil will be removed. One day, you just be zapped into his presence. Hallelujah. Before you know it, you find yourself before the throne. And you are face to face with your heavenly father. Don't you want that? I want that. And then after that, it doesn't matter if the whole of hell is set loose against you. You walk out with confidence. Because the creator of the universe. You've stood before him. You've had audience with the emperor of the universe. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on, begin to worship him. Just say, Lord, Lord, I, I, I need more of you. I want you. I want you. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.